you know, that's just the reality. And, you know, we was blessed, you know, as believers, you know, because it's, 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 it's real, you know, because, you know, like I said, I had a fear of death. I remember one time before I made it to Atlanta and I was living in Nashville and I was just feeling, it was a point in time I felt like I was going to die. Where, you know, it was a situation that happened on campus that I wasn't a part of, but I was a part of. You know, it's like I brought a homie, you know, it was somebody back in my uh, my gang life who got out of prison and all that stuff. And I seen him on the way from the store, you know, and part of me kind of wanted to keep walking by him. But then again, it's like I'm in the hood and it's like I see him, I acknowledge him. And, you know, he was like, where you going? And I'm, like, I'm going back to campus. And he came back with me, you know, him, two of my friends, or two people I know. I won't call them friends. And, you know, we just chill. You know, we did what we did, you know, what the hood cats do, you know, when we together, we get right. And, you know, it was it was that. It was no more after that. It's like, okay. But, you know, the reality is I, I, opened, I opened the door for him. You know, he went back up there. And one thing we know about, you know, cats, you know, well, cats in the hood know about the cats in college you know, freshmen and all that stuff. It's like people who not really live their lifestyle easily to be taken over because they grew up looking at looking at that lifestyle on like TV or they, you know, videos or rappers. So it's like they 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 uh in awe of real gangsters. So they, you know, and it's like because they can't be a gangster themselves, they receive gangsters in a circle, they click or embrace them because it makes them like be like it, be a part of it, be the like it's the closest thing you can do to being a gangster or act hard or with down for the hood. So it's like they received him, and I started noticing him. He he was around campus. I'm like, all right, you know. I mean, you ain't with me, you know. I mean, you know, we, we both, you know, part of the same clique, you know, gang and all that. But you know, I'm still doing my own thing. I got my own people, you know. I hang out with, you know. But you you just a you you just somebody, you know. I mean, you you get the point. And I and I started noticing, you know, he hanging around this dude who was a in a poverty like the opposite gang, and and you know I'm like okay, sums up with that, you know. But I didn't really care, you know, because he was a part of. I was during the time where I was like I was for the Lord, but I still was gang banging, and I was like, you know, he's the opposite gang. I don't really care. That's on him, you know. That's I mean, if you want to choose to have a person around you that's in a whose whole gang ideology is to kill you, that's on you, you know. But you know, and then one day, I was just chilling, you know, I woke up, and I heard a sad story, you know. Uh, apparently, the guy, you know, who was with me, that I kind of brought up that, that night, then from there, it's like, you know, he did what he did. You know, he was at a party, and, you know, and the guy who I said who was in the opposite gang was in a car, and there was a driver. The driver was the guy who house it was, the party was at, and it was a freshman who I don't know, in the back seat, and the guy that who was part of my gang and someone was with him, you know, shot at the car, without shooting at the, the the person in the opposite gang who was in the passenger side. Who I was talking about, they were shooting at him, but ended up killing the guy in the back seat, which is a freshman, and that was the, you know, hardest time of my life because I was a believer, I was still working through some things. And it, it it rattled me because I took that upon myself. 
because that person died. And I remember I was over my mentor house, and his he came up on the news, and all those things. And my mentor was saying like, you know, like I'm ashamed. Like man, I can't believe this happening. You know who responsible for this and all that and and all those things. And I hope the person who you know who did all this get caught. And I'm just sitting there, like I brought that guy there. And that wasn't the end of that. I got back to campus and the guy who house who party was, you know, was waiting for me. And he, and this is the, this is the kind of broke open the thing of me fearing death and feel like I'm about to die is that he pulled me to the side and he was like, hey man, you know, I know I heard you heard what happened and, and investigators and detectives, they want me to uh, talk to you about, to help us find the guy who, uh, who committed his murder. And, and this is probably the most cowardly thing I've ever done in my life. And I still pray that I got to give account to the Lord because of this. And because, you know, I was still a gangster. I lived by a code to the streets. I wasn't completely, I wasn't completely consumed to God and his ways. I was still, well, I was like 19. So I was, I was like a, a new Christian, you know, and I told the guy, looked him dead in the face and said, I don't know who you're talking about. And the look he gave me was that look of like, you liar. Why are you lying to my face? Like, I can't believe you just lied to my face. You brought this guy here. And because, you know, and after that, I remember I was walking around campus. People was looking at me strange and funny, like, like with disgust, like, you know, because I didn't. It was just bad, like, the looks I was getting when the people looked at me. You can see it in their eyes, like, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you said that, you know. But I, I kind of disappeared for a little minute because I was like, man, last thing I need is police pulling me, picking me up, you know, and then taking me down trying to find a guy. So I just disappeared, you know. Look, you know, I lived in Nashville or not too far from there. So I just kind of disappeared off campus for a little minute, man. And I was, And I was feeling so bad daily. And I was talking to God, and I was you know, smoking more at that time. And I was fell into a state of depression because I was looking over my, my shoulders like, oh my goodness, man, this is, this sucks, man. You know, and I just felt bad. And like, I remember after that, you know, uh, another situation happened, you know, one of my partners who I know personally, who's part of my gang, who was like my, one of my closest friends, you know, shot someone and all that stuff. And it just kept getting bad and bad. And I, and, Big deaf birds. I remember I was walking down the street and I seen these big deaf, big black birds used to just fly over me, man. And I was just so shaking. Like, I was just shaking, man. It's like one thing out the next, like death all around me, destruction all around me. I'm like, I got to get up out of here, man. And an opportunity uh, opened up for me to get up out of there because I just felt like death was, was crazy. It was just like, man, I'm, I'm about to die. And... You know, I was a big Tupac fan. So I, I remember when he when he died, he had the angel of death uh chain around him, I guess to kind of embrace it. And I and I got into a hole which messed me up. Like my first beginning years of the Lord is that I, I got had this picture of this deaf angel in my room and just I embraced it because I'm like, okay, I'm about to die, man, at this point. You know, I think this is just a consequence of what I did. I I wasn't being truthful. I lied. When I could have helped somebody after he was murdered, and I feel like okay, God, you this is my this consequences they coming for me, 
you know, the death is coming for me. So I try to embrace it. And I knowing that I opened up a spiritual realm for the spirits of death just to come and haunt me, man. And I remember when I moved down to Atlanta after that, you know, God opened up a door for me to get the heck out of Nashville, which I took and I got, I ran, I ain't looked back. Been in Atlanta ever since for like almost 10 years now. But it's like, I used to, I used to, I used to have like bad dreams and nightmares and I couldn't sleep because the deaf angel and all this other stuff. I used to have dreams of the deaf angel uh, standing over me right next to my bed and all those things. And I remember my homie Twine used to stay up all night with me and because I was shaking every single night while everybody was asleep. And he used to be with me, man. And I used to tell him like the dreams and all those things. And I, it's like, uh, I had this man, it was a man. I remember one time I woke up and I seen next to me like a man in all black. Well, like I seen, well, this is what I, I seen. I seen black shoes and black pants standing right next to my bed. And I remember I called my pastor and I was like, man, this is just a lot. Remember, I remember Twan, we was up, we was anointing the house. This is why everybody's still asleep, anointing the house, praying. And it's like, I embraced it because, you know, I thought death was coming and I didn't know I was inviting death and it, and it shook me. So it's like when it comes to death, I just, I have this little, I, I just, it, it's tough. And I understand I have to go and read the scriptures and understanding that, you know, about death and not being able to be fear of death. Because the reality is a lot of people, not only just me, but a lot of people fear death daily. A lot of people wish they could live forever, especially someone who knows you die. And then I start getting an understanding of hell and all those things. And I kind of go back to my homie Lil B, back in the hood you know, who, you know, got, who died in front of his home, you know, and I look at all my partners, man, because I ain't really have too many people who I knew personally who lived for the Lord and died. There's only like two people before then I knew, and they was like adults, so you don't really comprehend. You be like, okay, they adults in church, you know, but people who day to day you live with, you know, that dies, you know, it's like, I didn't have of that, no real close friends or believers, even today, God forbid, any of my close brothers I know have not left the earth yet. But back then when I was thugging, I remember that I had a, it was, I knew a lot of people who was living the game banker lifestyle and died in their sin, who was killed by the opposite gang, literally, all of them. You know, who was pro- one person at a club, man, got boxed in with a, with a chopper, man. They ate his, ch- ate his truck up. He died in there. Another, like I said, little B died in front of his home, man. You know, so... It's like, and I look at their life, and we glorified them after their death, you know? A lot of people went to their deaths with all, with their rags and all those things and, you know, and all these things. Gang this, it's a gang funeral and all that stuff. And I'm like, and it, it, it messed me up. Now I'm a believer because I'd be like, man, we glorified this person and then threw on the shirt rest in heaven. I'm like, what? Or BIP. I'm like, what? They rest in peace. I'm like, or, you know, Gang, this in peace. I'm like, what? And it's like, only if we really knew the truth. That person is not in heaven. I don't care what you say. And you can look at me like him. He said that, no. It's like the the lifestyle we chose to live, you know, what we known by, you know. Your works echoed in eternity. What is it echoing? Is it echoing glorifying the Lord? Is it echoing demise and death? You know, well, what was you known by? You know, your report, his, you know, his resume, his G, you know, and it's like, you know, you, this person caused so much harm, not only to himself, but to everyone, killed everything, died with no remorse. And I'm like, you're not with the Lord, man. And, and, and it struck me because it's like, 
even today, people in the world, you know, every time somebody died in heaven, some people, I believe God mercy can stretch very far. Some people, I'm like, okay, because, you know, you really don't know a person's state. You don't know if a person truly gave their life to the Lord. Even Christians, you don't really know if we truly gave our life to the Lord because we, you know, man, look on our appearance, God look at the heart. But some people, if you know just personally, you can just, you can, you can have a, you can have a, 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 a judgment about it. Like, you know what? You know, I'm not God, so I really don't know, but I'm judging by this life. And I know you personally, you know, you're not in the kingdom, partner. You know, I'm just keep on. Everything you do is against God. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, let's God's, let's God's mercy, in which I believe God, God can allow, man, God can do anything, you know? So I'm just saying in principle, you know, I'm not saying a final judgment because I, I can't do that. I only can go off my understanding, understanding of God, which I shouldn't go off my understanding because it's, which is, we all know about that. <laughs> we say there's a, there's a way we're seen right into man, but the end of the ways of death. So I want to go off my own understanding, but y'all get the whole point in principle, you know? And like I said, as a believer, you know, and my wife and Twan will probably tell you, it's like, I mentally think about death, Cause I still fight, fight that. It's like almost like this ending battle. It's like it's almost kind of like I always said to myself, which is probably stupid during that time. It's like death trying to come and get me, and then trying to come and get me again. So I just fought with it and fought with it and wrestle and wrestle and wrestle. Just the idea, because I'm like, okay, it's going to come, and it caused me to not enjoy life because I thought of death so much that it's hard for me to enjoy life. It's hard for me to receive life. My wife tell you that all the time, boy. Oh my goodness, especially Twan, Twan tell you. It's like, they'll tell you, like, man, it's like I have this, I create, because I was co so consumed with the ide ideology or the idea of death and try to fight death and try to embrace death and try to receive death, is that it really made me not think about life and not enjoy the life, the things that is good, the things that brings life to my, only to myself, but just my day-to-day, -day just life. It just, it's like, it's negative. I have a negative outlook on life, you know, because I always expect things to end. I never expect things to begin. I never expect things to continue. I always think in negative. Okay, this person right here is, you know, this, that, and that. And it causes me to not receive relationships, causing me not to, to pursue relationships. It causes me to be like, you know what, I really don't care about people like that much because the reality is, you know, just the end times, everybody going to die. I don't trust nobody. You know, it just, that's just me. And, you know, I got to live with that day to day and I'm learning, I'm growing, but reality is sometimes I focus too much on death and not life. But that's what happens when death kind of like consume you. And I know people who deal with death, you know, personally, you know, because for me, you know, I'm thinking end times. I'm thinking, okay, I'm about to die. I don't know how I'm going to die. I'm probably getting tortured. Death. I don't know. So I try to think about it, you know, try to prepare myself because I battle with the fear of death my whole life. And I, that's the things that I'm still today is taking to the Lord and try to you know, fight and press through and understand, like, okay, God, you know, help me with this, you know, like, I don't want to be consumed with death, but also I want to be prepared, and I got to understand that I'm already dead in Christ. And I, I get that from a biblical principle, but getting it to live it in your mind, your every day, I'm still working with that, because it's like, I'm dead in Christ, I'm already dead in Christ, and I'm already, you know, like a sheep to the slaughter, and, you know, to live in Christ to die is gain, it's like having the faith to believe that, okay, there is life for today. You know, and I understand that I'm just trying to prepare, you know, the process of getting to that. And that shouldn't be my focus. And that's something I'm still dealing with today. It's like, you know, because I get, you know, the kingdom. I get, you know, heaven, the mansion, you know, dead in Christ. 
you know, but it's like just the, the physical aspect of dying, you know, because the Lord blessed me with a, with a burden to like study, you like, uh, the death row, uh, yeah, another thing I know y'all like, dang, Tay, I, I know I'm, I'm extreme. It just, I, I have a heart for those on death row. Like my heart yearns. I can't tell you how many people I looked up on every single state on death row and just study that stuff. I just, I just, I want to say, I, it's sad to say, I love it because it's like, you're almost kind of like getting encouraged. And I'm not saying to speak down upon this, like to really get a, a understanding on this life. Like there's people out here who's sentenced to die and know that their time is short. You know, it's like notice that they can't do nothing about it. And it brings me into a, a reality of the situation. It's almost kind of like everybody got a death sentence, you know? It's just different between us and those on death row is they know that when they're going to, when they, it's time for them to die. You know, we just don't know. And I always kind of look at it as a way of kind of like, kind of like encouraging me because of the, this life that I live, the, the day to day. Like I was saying, like I was reading in Genesis about, you know, about Adam is how, you know, like they was cursed to the ground that we worked upon. And, and from there, that's where we get our food. From there, we get our work. From there, we get adversary and thorn and thistles, even from the, you know, what we work hard for. And what really gets me, like in verse 19, you know, Genesis 3, 19, it said, in, in the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread. <laughs> you know, it's like, man, it's like we should be tired, man. You know, and it's just kind of like the day-to-day, I just be like, man, you know, if you once you understand this earth, this life, or have a understanding. I don't want to say understand because I don't think we'll ever truly understand. But, you know, it's like you look at your day-to-day, you realize how vain it is. You understand, you know, Solomon, you know, in and, and, and his book, about, you know, you know, and just sharing us how vain life can be. You know, you understand it's vain without Christ. But, you know, even with Christ, you understand down this earth, man, this earth. Well, down here in this world, it's, it sucks, man. It's like the temptation, the tribulation, the just the lust of this. It's just like, man, it's like, what, First John 2, 16, for all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, you know, it's like all those things in my day-to-day. And I'm just trying to follow Jesus, and it's like it's hard because I have a sin nature. So it gets frustrating. It's like, man, I have a sin nature in this life already. It's like, bro, the, <laughs> the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, I mean, like, dude, and it's just all that comes with it. Then you got other people out here who literally, you know, can make a decision and their decision manifests and kills you. And they don't even know you. It's just like the fact that it can happen, the fact that I can walk out my door, God forbid, and this happened or this happened with my family or my mother, my children. And so it's kind of like, it's like just that that day-to-day. And I'm not speaking like suicidal, heck now, because I'm not fit to do, do, I'm not fit to go through all this hell and kill myself. That's now nah, that's stupid. You know, I'm, I mean, I don't give a care how much I go through. And I, I have mercy for some people, but that's just one of those things where I'm like, you know what, that's on you. I mean, we already live. Our, our my, my my life already been living hell. I'm not gonna have go through a life of living hell and then forfeit my life and go live in hell. Nah, partner. Nah, I ain't doing all that. But I'm just saying, in theory, that's why I kind of like long for, you know, the kingdom, and live for God. So you know, because it's like the day to day, man. Just it's like, and then it's going to get worse. It's just like, bro, Jesus, come get me, man. 
But it's like at the same time, you know, it goes back to my ideology of kind of like not really in, embracing life down here because of I see a, I have such a negative outlook on life, which is which is valid and it's credible, you know, to see life like this. But that shouldn't be the only way I see life. I should see life because God, you know, Jesus can't give life life more abundantly. And, it's, and I always have a, it's already been very hard for me to see life and life more abundantly in this earthly realm. You know, so I was like, I look, I look to get up out of here. You know, I'm kind of, I prematurely just think, and it's funny because I was born premature, but it's just like, it just, it's just something that I deal with daily. And some people say, well, you, you mentally off. I'm like, well, whatever floats your boat. You know, I mean, you talk to somebody who's seen death his whole life, who died in in the first days of his life, who had personal, who friends who died, you know. People who died, it's just like been deaf all around, been been a reason why someone died or this or that. And just like, and then I embraced it in my early, was my first years of the Lord for like three or four years straight, five years straight, just embracing death. And it's like, it, it opened up a door for me, which is just like, man, I got to pray the Lord to close it. But you can, you know, you can understand you know, where I come from is that, you know, death is one of the biggest unknowns. And one thing about me is because I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm like, if I set my mind to it, I'm going to do it. So it's like I wanted to try to get an understanding of it, and it brought and it brought so much, but it also brought a mentality where it's like I I need I need help. That's when my wife come in. She blessed me. She bring she helped me with life a lot, you know. Certain people in my life, like DJ, you know, it's good to have people around you in your circle, you know. But I guess I'm the guy that can bring reality when it comes to certain things called death, and they can bring reality to me it's about life. That's we part of the body. We all work together. Amen. Thank God. Praise the Lord. But anyway, the reality is. Is that as a, as a believer, death is not the end of us. That's just reality, and I, because reality, you're going to die physically, but you also you're going to die spiritually. You know, the, you know, death is, bro. Honestly, is is not the presence of the Lord. <laughs> That's just reality. <laughs> away, like away from God, separation from God is death. That's just reality. That's just, that's what hell is. Just separation from God, and within that hell, that's things that are going to be going down, which. I don't want to know because I'm not, I don't want to go. That's not what place I, I'm thrilled to go, but you know, <laughs> but as a believer, you got to understand that, you know, God's will, you're going to make it to the kingdom. You get to enjoy the fruits of your labor and what manifests into your bank, your spiritual bank account in the, in the kingly realm. But down here on this earth, death is a part of this life down here. And you, you might not understand it, and you might try to understand it. And hopefully you don't get too jacked up like me, you know, who go too little too far. But, you know, you got to be encouraged as a believer. And if you're not a believer, to, if you want to be encouraged, you need to know Jesus. That's just the reality. You know what, John 14, 6, Jesus says to, what, said to them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. There's no one else. There's no Buddha. There's no Allah. There's none of that foolishness. You know, this new era, this new age foolishness or... Hebrew Israelite, I don't know what they be on, but that's the reality. Jesus is the way to shoot for life. You know, if you want life, you got to go to Jesus. That's just, that's it. There's no other explanation for it. If you want life, you got to go to Jesus. If you want to go to the Father, you got to go to Jesus. If you want to go to the kingdom, you got to go to Jesus. If you don't want to go to hell, you got to go to Jesus. You know? And it'll come a day because it's the end times. They're going to try to kill us. Some, they're going to prevail even in the Bible. talk about the Antichrist that he's going to, you know, he's going to prevail. He's going to kill the Christians. He's going to overcome us. That's a reality. You know, and I'm going to kind of like close on this. But to my believers, and this is where I feel like 
I'll be good with this mentality deeper into the end times because I'll be able to, you know, tell my fellow believers who's, you know, discouraged or who's feeling like the, you know, the, the, just that, that darkness or that dark thing over them or afraid to die, knowing they about to die, you know, or encourage them. So, Hey, if you die, though, you get killed. You know, you gotta be encouraged, man, because you know where you're going. But Matthew uh, 10, 28, it says, fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. But rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. That's a whole nother uh, scripture about. Uh, that's a whole nother uh, uh, basically message about having your your body and soul and having a body in hell. That's a whole nother ball game. You know, I'm, I can teach that probably a little later. But that's the reality, because all we know is even if you conspiracy theorists or whatever or whatever you want to do. It's like the reality is a person can kill you, but they can't destroy you. Or they can kill your body. That's that's about it. And that's just reality. And we know death is coming. And we know death is real. And you know we got a physical body. And we know that we put a lot of people in the ground. And, you know, you'd be like, well, that can't be the end of them. And it was makes it so beautiful sometimes. Because even if you look at your, like a, a fellow person who's alive that you know, and they pass, and you see them in that casket, and you look at their and their their body. You can it it, it causes you to question something. You'd be like, yo, that thing that's in this casket looks so lifeless. It's like, okay, something more was at work in this person. Like, what well, a person was alive, duh. But I'm like, yeah. But it's like, have you ever seen a corpse, a dead corpse? And you be you question like, that same corpse was up and moving. That same corpse was full of life. It was like something was really driving that that corpse. It's like, yeah, the person was alive. But I'm like, no, it's like, for me, it's like, you can tell that it was, there's something, as much more to this life because this dead corpse is here, but I know that is not the person. It looks so dead. It's like, yeah, it's dead. But I'm like, it makes me understand, okay, but where is that? What? Where is whatever that was in that body? Where is it? <laughs> it got to be somewhere. There's, there's more questions. It's, it's more, it's a question mark. Okay. <laughs> like literally, like, come on. And it, it caused me to really go deeper and, and try to understand that and be like, okay, a person with the Lord or well, that person not with the Lord. And I'm like, man, dang. Because even in the rich man of Lazarus, like the Lazarus was, when he died, he was carried by the angels into God's presence. But then when, when Lazarus died, well, I'm sorry, the rich man died, he immediately woke up in hell. And he immediately understood. He immediately had a was thirsty because he asked, you know, if he can drop, you know, Lazarus can drop his finger to some water and drip it on his tongue, which is crazy because he, uh, it's like a little drip. He wanted just a little drip. Well, I'm like, well, that was the price. That's how much he he really needed it. It's like he value a drip of water more than ever. It's like, well, that whatever he had, well, you value when you value a drip of water, I don't want to be. And he spoke. He understood. He he remembered, cause he's he what he tell Abraham, he like yo go tell my people back at, in the earth say this is not where they want to be, and what what uh, Abraham says like if they, you know what he said if they if they if they want if they ain't listen when they we you know when when you was dead like what's the thing they will listen if you come back it's like they were so full of themselves and full of their sin they won't listen if uh the rich man came back from hell and told them not to go to uh stop the way they living cause you gonna go to hell, and that always made me think like. The rich man understood completely. He spoke. He thirsted. 
But also, he was in torment and pain. So, like, you know, and, you, you know, you, you know, only time you really hear about from the kingdom standpoint is from the book of Revelations when, uh, when, uh, when uh, you seen the souls on the altar and uh, Jesus like, they're like, yo, uh, Lord, how long it take for you to avenge our, avenge our blood? And he told them, sit and wait a little while for the rest of your brothers may uh, die and gave them a robe. And you know, went about that way. That's the only time you really see in the Bible of believers in the kingdom. And that was book of Revelation. You know, but, and it's just kind of like, well, the reality is you're going to be uh, one or two places, you know, and it's going to happen. You don't know when. So it's, then you got to look at yourself. Okay, what am I supposed to do down here? And that's between you and the Lord. You got to figure it out yourself. So I'm still fighting to understand that, you know, and I ain't doing, the, I ain't doing the best job right now. But I'm doing the best, you know, I'm hanging in now, which is you should. Every day is real, man. <laughs> Every day real out here. But the whole point about it when I was talking about fear of death today is like to encourage you, 2 Timothy 1, 7, it says, God have not given us a spirit of fear, but power of love and a sound mind. And I'm still believing and still pressing through that because, like I said, I feared death for a long time, you know, and to the point where I had to embrace it. Well, I did extreme measures to, to try to embrace it so I so it can't consume my thoughts because I was in such a destruction state of death around me for like the first few years of my first time giving a life to the Lord, dealing with, you know, my old past gang life and all that. And I had friends who died in situations I told you about with the freshman who died. And, you know, I was a coward and I, I didn't want to help. And the death, I feel like these big black death birds are flying over me. My granny died in the same year. And, you know, it just death was death, death, death. And, you know, it, it, it caused me to, you know, try to fight it and embrace it and just, yeah, open a lot of foods and stuff. But, you know, I have to say to myself, God has God has not given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. That's just the reality. You know, I gotta believe that. You know, I think well, I think in the Bible, I think it's three hundred sixty-five times God told us not to fear, one for every day of the year. But it's easier said than done. You know, you gotta really believe it and kind of constantly keep speaking of yourself. You know, it's like 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 God saying Luke uh, twelve thirty-two said, "Fear not, little flock." For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom, you know. And it's real out here, man, you know. You know, death is coming. And the reality is death come to your, God forbid, but that's the reality. It come from your children, you know, your, your family, friends, people you don't know. It's just, that's just how it is. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a curse of what Adam did by Adam and Eve. But I really give Adam the most blame. You know, even though, you know, Eve did her part, but Adam is the man, you know. That's just the reality. That's the curse. That's why we die, because of we sinned in the garden. And I really believe, sometimes I, I you know, I kind of be a little too hard on Adam, but I really believe if it was any one of us, we probably would have done the same thing. Even much as we say, no, I want to do it. I'm like, bro, who knows? Who knows? You know, what I would have done it, who knows? For I don't think I would have left my wife. But uh, <laughs> but then again, he didn't leave his wife. You know, he was there. You know, that's a whole nother time talking about the God and the whole situation. But um, that's 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 something today we're talking about death, man. And uh, I really pray that you believe right here, if you're listening, that you understand and you know that, you know, 
Jesus came to give you life like more abundantly. And when you gave your life to Christ and you got baptized, you was baptized until his, his death, man. Well, you dead in him. Let me say that. You know, and same God that risen him from the grave, same God be that you be risen you back up. Well, rise you back up. I don't know if it's the correct language to say that. You'll be risen back up. The same God, you'll be brought back to life. You know, you have you will have life. You will get glorified body. Which is dope. Cause I'm I'm pretty short. It'll be nice to be like six six. But uh anyway, you know, fear not, you know. Like I said, as believers, we cut all day like sheep to the slaughter. It's going to get real out here, y'all. The world's going to hate us more and more and more. They're going to they're gonna kill us. They're going to try. Some, some are going to die. And even when it's get hard and you can't buy or sell and you either got to worship the Antichrist or die, you just got to know what it is, is that, you know, death is... It's like pleasure. It's like death is pleasing in the eyes of the Lord because his saints can be with him now. And like I said earlier, it's like what helped me the most is to understand that this, I hate this world. I really hate it. You know, and what, what kind of gave me the, the most is because some days where I, I want, I desire certain things in the world, which turns to make me kind of hate even more because it's like I literally hate the way this world operates. I hate the way this the system of this world. I hate the principles of this world. I hate the I, I, the ideology. I hate the I hate the. I mean, I'm getting out. I hate the, the certain people, like being used by the enemy in this world. It's just I hate the temptation. I hate the lust. Oh my goodness, I hate the lust of this flesh. I hate the lust of this the eyes. I hate the pride of life. I hate all these stuffs in the world because it's like it, it makes me hate myself because I'm trying to be better for the Lord and it's just so disgusting cancerous sickness disgusting darkest place out here and I'm and I'm and I got to try to shed the light on this place <laughs> when everybody around you is for themselves when everybody around you for their own personal gain when everybody around you is full of greed and hatred and this racism this 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 is it's kind of like bro who want to wake up and live with this who want to who want I don't want my child to finally get his innocence uh snatched because he finally see the truth of this world. It's like he see right now he see this life like like heaven. He see no issues with his mom and dad, his baby sister. He living his life. He got everything he need. He got a home. It's like I, I, I like I dread the day when my son get the reality of this earth and this what this world. That he come home and say, Dad, this earth, this world is not as joyful as I thought. You know, this world is not the what is not what I. Th- not what I seen in my home. And I got to explain to him, well, son, the world is the way it is because of sin. And because you was born with sin nature and your father was born with sin nature and his father and his father, and it proceeds always back to Adam. Adam made a decision, which is very selfish and foolish, caused generations to, to destruction. But I'm going to tell my son, Hey, right now, this is what you see. This is the reality. And it's going to get worse. But I can tell you this. It might get worse, but eventually it will get better. And I can promise you this. It will get better. Can't promise you it will get better tomorrow or the next day, but it will get better through Jesus Christ. And I got to have that conversation with him. You know? I mean, I don't want to raise my daughter up in this world. But the reality is I'm here. You know, I got to do my day-to-day. I got to 
live. I got to continue to to walk in the ways of the Lord. And uh, I'll be slipping a lot sometimes, a lot. Most fall short, some shorter than others, you know. But it's not my desire. But this is where I'm, this is where I'm at. I got to make the best of this. I'm just keep honest. You know, I got to share my life. I got to do my, I got to fulfill my call and my purpose in this world, this type of world, the same type of world where it's the lust of the flesh and lust of the eyes and the pride of life, you know. But that's the, that's just how it is, you know. Same thing, it's just like my, it's, it's my duty. It's my responsibility to be a delight, to be the salt, be a city on the hill that's not, that can't be forsaken, you know what I mean? Like, to be light of the world. It's my duty. And I got to press and do it at the same time, battle iniquity and battle this world. That's why I don't like it. I, I can't stand this place, man. I can't stand this place. I want to leave so bad. But I don't want to just leave, you know, my own accord. <laughs> nah, I'm going to be patient. But I, I, I think God, I learned to, to, to hate this world, to not desire it like most. It make me long for the Lord, you know? Because I, I hate the way this stuff works, man. I hate the governments of this earth. Man, if you live in America right now, I bet you hate it too. Shoot, we've been hating the governor's reserve since back there, <laughs> since the Revolutionary War and before. You know, because I'm an African American. I mean, but I know it's going to get better. And that's my hope. That's the only hope I have. And that's the hope I'm going to continue to give to my brothers and sisters in the faith. That's our hope that it's going to get better and Jesus is going to come back for us, you know. And then finally, a new heaven, a new earth. Finally, a new system of things. Finally, we get someone, a leader who is the leader of that we need. That's going to give us everything we need. And we're going to be amongst people who love their neighbor, who don't want to take, who don't want to steal, who don't want to lie, who don't want to abort, who don't want to, to, to deceive and destruct, who don't want to hate. And I was thinking about that the other day. It's like, it's like my neighbor next door loved me, you know, loved my family. Like, can you imagine a community of people who love each other, who don't want to steal, who don't want to take, who don't want to, you know, kill? It's like, it's very, it seems so far away because it's like, that's not a reality right now, you know? But that's going to be a reality. I just got to be patient and wait for it. You know, where I can finally work and not be tired. I'll be tired when I come home, man. Man, my, my wife know my, I'll be tired. I can enjoy the things I work hard for, but I worry about the ones that this was growing alongside of and somebody else ripped me off or taking me or somebody, a greedy person taking my hard-earned money and call it taxes. <laughs> Which is I'm not an issue with it, cause you know just how it is. But it's like it'd be nice if I get all I all I work for, and not it be taken away. It help me with my family more. But that's just how it is. But a new world, well, a new earth, is coming. A new Jerusalem, from the sky, for us. You know, like I said, and the reality is, you know, death is a part of life. You know, and that's why, you know, when my time come, I want to sing my death song. I don't want to be like people who's with regrets or 
who wish and hope for another moment because they regret their life or they made mistakes or their soul finally get the weight of the reality. Like, oh my God, I'm about to die. I don't know where I'm going. I hope I did it right. I don't want to be that person. You know? I want to sing my death song. I want to go boldly when I go out. I want to go smiling. And I'm still working on it. <laughs> I'll just pray for more time. But to my brothers and sisters in the faith, be encouraged. And if, you know, it's just a part of life, you know. But, you know, you're not going to ultimately die, you know, unless you be separated from God. Now, that's death. He'd be born, he'd put in a second, you know, the second death, that like a burning sulfur. But, you know, the physical aspect of it, you know, be a good cheer, you know, because we got Christ. So even when death come, life will be there as well. Shoot, we got eternal life. And that's so encouraging and motivating. And I'm blessed to have that, to know that. And I feel bad for those who don't. Which I try to share and tell them, like, hey, um, you might not believe in Jesus. And for whatever reason you may think or say or feel, but only through him that you will get life and life more abundantly. I'm sorry, there's not through no one else, no other name. It's in the heavens or under the, in the earth or under the earth. It's only Jesus, man. So stay encouraged, brothers and sisters. Even when it comes to death, you know, you got it because you got him. God bless.